0: Welcome to Livelihood, providing tactical and practical tips for women who work. I'm Britt Larson, your host. Welcome to the Livelihood podcast. I'm so glad you're here for practical and tactical tips for the working woman I'm really glad that you were able to join Livelihoods podcast today, but most importantly, I'm so excited to share with you one of my favorite people in the entire world, Adrian Anderson.
1: I'm so excited to be here. I love Livelihood and Brit and everything that you represent and I just oh, You're too nice.
0: See, I I kind of paid her to say that. <laughs> <laughs> But I really, really am glad Adrian was willing to join me today because we're talking about a really important topic that may not feel like it would be the first thing I wanted to talk about, but it is so important and I think we often forget it as working women. And that is your home and how your home needs to be a haven for you away from work no matter what you do. It doesn't matter what line of work you're in what career path you've taken, your home has to be a haven. And so when Adrienne and I were first talking about her joining the podcast, there's a lot of stuff that she could talk about. She's run a successful business on her own basically since she graduated from college. And I've always really admired her work ethic because she didn't ever want to work for anyone else. She's a total entrepreneur and she's got a drive in her that I really envy because I don't have the same. She's so ambitious. And most importantly, she wanted flexibility. And I love that, but she's also a very, very talented interior designer. And I think that people toss around that term a lot. So I'm kind of putting you on the spot, Adrian, but I'd like for you to tell us a little bit about what that means and what your schooling is just so that we have some context for the tips that you give us later.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, So I went to BYU and got my four-year degree in um, home studies with an emphasis on interior design. So what was most important to me was learning the theory of design, the history, kind of um, everything that has to do with design interested me. And that's what I felt like I got to study. Um, And then I went on to study like AutoCAD and Revit programs um later at a different school because they weren't offered at BYU but I do feel like I've learned the most just from work experience um and trial and error honestly I feel like as a designer there's so much that you just can't learn in the classroom but um a lot of people say, well, are you a decorator or are you a designer? And I just say I'm both because I love every aspect from like building a brand new home and designing where the walls are going to be to picking out this, the perfect pair of pillows to go on your couch. So I love every aspect of it. And so that's what I try to do.
0: You're amazing. And I think what's really cool about your breadth of experience and the fact that you have done a little bit of everything, and I actually think she knows that I feel this way, commercial is where she's really talented because how many of us work in offices that they clearly did not think at all about the design? Um, But you really get your clients to showcase their design style. And you definitely have your own style, but that is only slightly reflected. You really try and get your clients to bring out their own style in their homes.
1: Thanks. Yeah, I think um, the most important thing in design is just being creating a space that you love, even if it means your office, like being excited to go to work because your office feels like a place that you love and it's not just some boring generic thing. I love that. So
0: one promise that I made on my uh, first few episodes was that I'm going to keep these episodes under 30 minutes and extremely tactical for a couple of reasons. I don't want to waste your time if you're listening to this because I know you're a busy working woman. So I'm going to ask Adrienne kind of to set the scene of why this is an important topic and why we're talking about it in the first place. And then she's going to give us extremely practical tips. So let's start, Adrienne. Why is it important to
1: keep your home kind of a sacred space when you're working? Um, I love that question because I think that has to do with any space that we are in is that our surroundings totally affect the way we act and the way we feel. And you guys know, I mean, we know from experience that when you come home and your house is a complete mess you act different and you feel different. There's frustration, Mm -hmm. there's stress. You're thinking of all the things that you need to do. And so you take that out on the people that you love and the people that are around you. Whereas if you go, if you get home and your home is clean and beautiful and filled with things you love, you're going to be nicer. Your home's going to be happier and you're going to feel better. And that's just, one of the reasons I'm passionate about is design is because it really does have a huge effect on us.
0: It's a really good point. And I think, um, one thing that I try really hard to do is feel like it's different too, that I am not that I'm necessarily a different person. I would like to think I'm the same person wherever I am, but that I treat my home differently than I do at work because the people in it matter to me a lot. A lot more. Not that I don't care about my coworkers. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Hopefully the people at home you love a little more than the people at work.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so let's kick things off. Tell us your first tip. How do we make our homes feel different, feel like a haven, feel like a space we can't wait to get home to
1: after work? Okay. So this might seem like common sense, but I think it's something that a lot of us forget to do, and that's leave work at work. So... When you're done with your workday, even on your drive home, I think a lot of times even I I'll check my phone, I'll see what do I need to do tomorrow. I'll check my calendar. um, I'll make a phone call and I'll just try to squeeze in that last little bit of work. And then I'll get home and I'm like, oh yeah, I need to text that person back or I need to do this and this, and before I know it you know, where I'm working during dinner time, And so Ugh, I'm so guilty of this. Yeah. <laughs> I think we all are. Um, so I try to, I love talking about my day and venting to my husband about my day. So something I try to do is just limit that time, give myself five minutes, talk about what happened and then put it away and focus on what's happening right there in our home. And I think that will make a huge difference. If you just Tell yourself, my work problems will be there tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. I don't need to think about them all night. Your night's gonna feel completely different and special, is because it's not like the rest of your day.
0: I'm so glad you brought that up, and I really like that you brought up the drive home. I actually really like having a commute for this reason, because when I lived really close to my office, when I get home. I was still kind of processing what happened that day. Mm-hmm. But now that I have a 20 minute drive, it's a little bit better because by the time I get home, I'm decompressed. I've processed what happened and I'm ready to maybe share the more positive aspects of my day instead of just venting.
1: Yes. That's a great point. It's kind of a good time to unwind in your car, listen to an audio book or some music and just kind of or the Livelihood Podcast. Or the Livelihood Podcast, yes. <laughs> Sorry, um. that was awful. <laughs> but just kind of for, give yourself a time to just um, chill out, you know, because if you're thinking about work the minute you walk into your home, then you're going to be thinking about work the rest of the night.
0: Absolutely. That's a really important boundary. I love that idea. Okay.
1: Second tip. Okay, second tip that I think is really important we kind of touched on earlier is declutter. Make sure your home, when you walk in, is just clean. And that doesn't mean like sparkling. Every surface has to be totally clean and you've scrubbed it for hours. I just mean like decluttered. You don't have piles of things everywhere. Things are put away into their spot. Even if that means you have a basket for pieces or items that you're not even sure where they go they go in that basket so that way they're not on the coffee table. they're not strewn across the floor. things are just put away. Um, and something that my husband and I have started doing is every day after dinner we'll take about 10 to 20 minutes and we'll just tidy up and sometimes we don't have anything because we tied it up the day before. And that's what ends up happening is you're staying on top of things and you never get to the point where you're so overwhelmed that you're stressed out.
0: Oh, this is a really important tip because you and I were talking about this earlier that your weekend is more free Mm -hmm. because I realized, especially when I first got married, we would spend our one precious day together on Saturday, cleaning our house top to bottom because we trash it during the week. And when you only have a couple days off a week, you should not spend the whole time cleaning. If you do a little bit each day, you won't have to do that.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you can make it fun. It doesn't have to be like, oh, now we have to clean. It's We'll turn on some music or we'll listen to... um, I don't know, like a talk or or a book or something. And then and then we felt like we're being even more productive because it's a fun thing and it goes by super quick. I think that's
0: great. I don't know if I've told you this, but sometimes I'll set a timer. Yes. Because <laughs> my husband really responds well to that. I'm like, look, it's only 20 minutes and we often get done faster than that, like you said, especially if you're staying on top of it. So I think that's a really... Good thing. Another thing that I just thought of as we were talking, this should be your whole house helping. So if you have kids, mm-hmm. they should get involved. You should not be fully responsible, especially if you're working full-time, for keeping
1: your home clean. Yes, I love that. It should be everyone's job, and everyone should be contributing.
0: Absolutely. So what's your last
1: tip, Adrian? <laughs> okay, this is my favorite <laughs> tip. Um, so decorate with things you love, make your home actually feel like a haven. I think a lot of times we pin things on Pinterest and we think, Oh, I wish my home looked like that. Oh, how if only, and then we never actually do those things. So take the time because investing in how your home looks and feels will make a world of difference. And it's a lasting difference. Um, so I recommend filling your home with things that you love, things that have meaning. Um, I, I don't think every single thing has to have meaning or have a memory attached to it. It can be you just think it's pretty or it looks nice there. Um, but also take the time to get rid of things that you don't love. Um, I know a lot of people that feel like they have to hang a picture or something that was given to them because their mother-in-law gave it to them. And now they're obligated to have it on the wall. <laughs> and I totally have been there. Like, you know, you feel like you have to use a certain dish every time people come over, but if you don't love it, get rid of it. It's like, um going to make such a huge difference with the whole feel of, of how you feel in your home. Because if you love everything, if you have great, good lighting, um, greenery, if you have a good smelling candle, some soft textures around you. It's like when you go into a spa and you're like, Oh, I just feel relaxed. It's because of the environment It's filled with relaxing things. So my tip would be think about how you want to feel in your home and then add things here and there that will create that feeling.
0: I love that. We talk about, um, the travel tips that you gave, or, um, yeah. you know, making sure that your home's full of things that, like you said, maybe not every little thing you have has a memory attached to it, but I think this is important that we don't just buy stuff to buy stuff
1: because right. I am so guilty of that. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy to fall into, well, it's trendy or I, you know, I love the mm-hmm. Magnolia line at Target. So I'm going to buy everything, um, <laughs> which I totally okay. would do. <laughs> um, I'm feeling attacked. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We've all been there. Um, but meaningful things make a huge difference. Every time we travel, I try to bring home a souvenir that we can actually use, not just something that's going to collect dust. So for example, we went to Mexico over Christmas on a cruise and my husband found this really cool, like, um, Aztec sundial. And it was, um, made in Mexico from, real fish bones. It was really cool. So cool. Um when he got it, I was like, oh, what are we gonna do with that? But um (laughs) now we hang it in his little office study area and it's so perfect because it's personal. It brings back great memories from our trip and it's not just something random that we found. Um, So I think it's really important to remember that creating a refuge or a haven out of your home takes time. Um, It's hard Mm -hmm. to just go out and say, okay, I'm going to buy everything right now and change my whole home. Kind of instead maybe take the time to keep your eye out. So as you're going to flea markets or you're shopping with a friend or you're traveling, keep your eye out for things that you actually really, really love and that have meaning to you. Um, And then slowly over time, you'll start to create this space that feels super personal to you and represents who you are.
0: I'm really glad you brought up the time thing because no matter what season or phase of life you're in, your home constantly has to evolve. Mm -hmm. And I've been in my house for a year now, and I'm still getting used to that. And you know this because you're constantly giving me therapy about (laughs) rooms that are unfinished and that's okay. Yeah. And I think the important thing is that I do have spaces that are calming even when other parts of my home aren't finished or feel like they still have lots of work to be done on them. But I'm not just filling spaces to fill spaces that I'm being thoughtful about it and saving money so I can invest in things and not just buy cheap furniture that's going to fall apart.
1: Yeah. Um, And I think it's important. That takes time. Yes. It totally takes time. And I think it's important to kind of embrace the process. Um, Don't stress Mm. yourself out thinking, Oh, once I've decorated my home, then I'll be able to relax. Or once I've done bought all of these new things, then I'll feel good about how my home looks. Enjoy the process of keeping your eye out a good start is the decluttering but then the decorating will take time but it's fun and it's it's personal to you and it might take longer than you're hoping for kind of like what you're experiencing with your home but how cool at the end to be able to say I did all of this and it all represents who I am and it's all meaningful to me Absolutely. And there are two
0: places in my house I feel that way about. So I just That's great. <laughs> try, try and spend the time there. Yes. Um, well, how about a bonus tip? <laughs> Can you handle it? I want to know <laughs> what are the cheapest ways to make a big change? And maybe cheapest isn't the best word, but just the most straightforward ways. Let's say, I'm in temporary housing, Um, you know, I've got schooling still to do. So I'm not in a place for long I'm renting or like me, I'm a brand new homeowner or say I'm in a season of life that's just shifting. So basically anyone. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, What are are some simple ways to to make a big impact with interior design?
1: Um, That's a great question. I get that all the time because not a lot of people have... Um, time or money to completely renovate. So I think honestly, the best thing to do is if you can change your bedding and your pillows, those, um, no matter how ugly or outdated your couch is, if you throw some fresh pillows on there, automatically it seems like it's brand new. And that's going to be the same with your bedding a lot of people don't change their bedding because no one sees it but you see it and that's going to make a difference to you every time you go into your bedroom and how you feel there so those would be my number one tips if you can changing out your lighting as you know makes a big difference <laughs> um, you've been helping with that and And a lot of times um, in apartments, that's hard, but you can ask. And if that ups the value, a lot of times landlords will say, go for it. Um, They might even help pay for it. Uh, Another cheap way is painting. Um, Paint is super inexpensive and you can always paint over it. And one of my favorite things that's really popular right now is um, the removable wallpaper so you just stick it on. Oh. It can totally brighten up a space, an accent wall. You can even do a, um, like a wallpaper backsplash in your kitchen. Um, and that's my favorite thing to recommend to people because it's totally removable and it's kind of foolproof. You don't have to hire anyone to install it for you or anything like that.
0: That's really cool because I love the look of wallpaper, but the commitment mm-hmm. freaks me out because it's either expensive to have someone come do it and you and I both know I could not do (laughs) them. Yeah. And it's
1: super (laughs) fun. Really cool idea. Mm -hmm. And my last thing I would say is always add greenery. That's my go to is if you're feeling like something's missing or you need some kind of freshening up, add greenery. It doesn't have to be real, but even faux plants can just make a huge difference.
0: That's a really good point. I am craving that right now for spring, just like my house feels drab because it's been so dark and snowy and mm-hmm. cold for so long. Yeah. Um, and I love your point about your bedroom. Um, I want to just talk about that really quick because I think too often, and maybe I'm just projecting and talking about myself, but I focus so much on the main living spaces in our home when in reality, our bedroom should really be the most important place. That's our haven, right? That's our, our place to, to rest and to be together. And I think that often it's forgotten. And so I'm glad that you brought that up because, um, just because people don't see it when they come over or, um, it's not as visible doesn't mean that it's not. The most important space.
1: Yeah, I agree, and and a lot of times people are intimidated that bedding's expensive, but some of my favorite places to find bedding are are Ross or TJ Maxx. Um, wow, and I and they will have the cutest things and the cutest treasures, and I just check in there every now and then, and and I'll find something that's just gold and it's thirty dollars, so.
0: Yeah. Oh, that it, it's even better than finding something beautiful that's yes. 10 times. That. Yes, it's true. <laughs> Did you say that just today
1: you found some cool stuff at Ross? Yeah. So I went shopping with my mom cause she needed new bedding and, um, we went to Ross just on a whim and, Um, she found this gorgeous bedspread. It's white with like gold detailing. And then she said, I really want Navy in there. So we found some Navy throw pillows and a cute soft throw to put over it. And when we got home, we put everything on and she said, I can't believe we basically redecorated my whole master bedroom for a hundred dollars. So it's possible.
0: Wow. Mm -hmm. That's, that's incredible. And it really is crazy how much of a difference things like that can make. Yeah. They they really do make a big impact. And it may seem like, you know, you can only do that if you tear down that wall that's been bugging you or repaint your entire house. But buying a couple of pills at T J Max won't set
1: you back a ton. Mm-hmm. But it
0: may actually be just the thing that you need. Yeah.
1: Sometimes just a change of scenery can make you feel like a whole new person.
0: Absolutely. So I think just to recap, um, more than anything, I want to make sure that everyone listening feels like they can make this a priority because I will tell you that when I had a really stressful job, um, in Washington DC, the only way I survived was by having a beautiful apartment to come home to. I was so dead set on it being clean Um, I wasn't the best roommate (laughs) that way, Uh but I just felt like investing in nice bedding and things like that as a single working woman was so important because it was my only place to really just chill. So I hope that you feel like you have permission if you're listening to this right now, whether it's to go make a small purchase or to spend time sometime in the next week decluttering. And I want to just add a quick plug um, for Emily Lay, who Adrian and I are both obsessed with. Yes, But her decluttering tips, are they're really good. You should follow her. But the thing that I love about how she talks about decluttering is it's not reorganizing. It's getting rid of stuff. And one of the things that I think is really important as a working woman is to think about how you're spending your time. And if you are spending your time moving stuff from room to room, you are wasting your time. So really think about the tips that Adrian shared because it's not just about putting stuff in a new place. It's getting rid of it so that your treasures from your travels or TJ Maxx that make you smile Mm -hmm. really, really shine. Um,
1: so thanks, Adrian. I'm so glad you were able to join us. Yes. Thank you for having me. I really hope that helps. And I really just think it is so worth the small investment of time and money. Just take a, a little bit and treat yourself and and make that little difference in your home. I think it'll make a huge difference in your life.
0: Thank you. So Adrian's going to be mad that I'm doing this, but... Oh, well, <laughs> I'm going to give her a little plug here that um, if you want to work with Adrienne, I'm going to give you some of the the things that she's really good at. Like I said, corporate and commercial spaces. So if your office is doing something and even like they're just looking at new furniture, like she helped my brother's company buy new furniture it's amazing and make some small changes to their space that completely transformed it. She's also exceptional at sourcing. So let's say you've been eyeing something that's crazy expensive, she can help you find something that may be uh, slightly less expensive or even better quality. And she's done this for me so many countless times. So make sure you go check out her website, AdrienneAndersoninteriors.com. And the best thing about her site is her blog. I love your blog. Oh, thank Adrian. you. It's so good. <laughs> And obviously I'm biased, but (laughs) I really feel like so much of the design stuff that I see, whether like you mentioned, it's Pinterest or Instagram. I feel like my personal Instagram, all I follow is interior designers because I'm obsessed with it, but none of it feels attainable. Mm -hmm. Everything that Adrian shares is something that I can do in my home today, which is really important to me. Mm -hmm. And Things like scale and thinking about the purpose of the space. You just, you provide such helpful information and it's all free. Just right there on her blog. So go check her out at AdrianandersonInteriors.com. Thanks, Brett. And any
1: last parting Brett. words? No, just thank you. I can't believe you said all those nice things. And I, I'm just <laughs> so honored to be on Livelihood. I think it's the coolest space for women. And yeah, that's it. <laughs>
0: And yeah, that's it. And that's how we'll end today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for being patient as we figure out. I'm just trying to run a podcast and I have no clue what I'm doing. So I hope that gives you courage to start something that you've been thinking about doing and that you'll join us next week on the Livelihood Podcast. Have a good day. Thank you for listening to Livelihood. Please share this episode with your friends and be sure to follow Livelihood on Instagram and join the Livelihood community group on Facebook. You can always find more info and episodes on
1: com.